Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? How was your weekend? <laughs> this is Scriptwriter's TV, my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is September 13th, 2021. It is currently 4.08 a.m. Today is Happy Communist Day, just to let you know, here in Hawaii. Up goes a little spirit, in comes the communists, and I'll get into why it's Communist Day here on September 13th, 2021. <laughs> uh, I have some things I want to say, but I can't because I'll probably get banned. <laughs> so this weekend, it was great. Uh, you know, I got to watch some football. I love football, by the way. You know, thank God football season is here right now because, um, you know, I was getting kind of antsy. You know, um, you know, last year, COVID was really tough. Thank God football went on. Um, but you know, I think the year of COVID was great because we got to discover, uh, how much we actually appreciate working. I mean, for those of you out there who I guess had the opportunity to keep working, to have a steady paycheck out there, uh, I was extremely jealous of you. Uh, but you know, I remember before COVID that I would always ask myself or I always tell myself, man, I just want a break. Um, every now and then I would, and I would always look forward, even though I love doing what I do, I would always look forward to these like little week long breaks where I didn't have to do a wedding. I didn't have to do anything else. I would just be able to stay home, uh, edit photos, uh, answer emails, do all those things, uh, not be out in the field. Um, even though I love going out in the field, doing, taking pictures and everything. It's just that I don't have to comb my hair and do all that other stuff. And I would just look forward to it. And then here comes COVID and everything just shuts down for about a year. And man, I miss doing weddings. I miss doing a lot of things. Um, and I ended up doing a lot more other things, but you know, it's just that I miss working. I miss working. And now that things are getting a little back to normal, um, <laughs> I'm wanting more vacations again, actually. So <laughs> that's the good news, right? That's the good news. But, um, Today, uh, September 13th, marks a very, very sad day um, here in the state of Hawaii, specifically here on Oahu, because starting today, if you want to have fun, you have to be vaccinated. You have to present your papers, your vaccine card um, at a restaurant, at a movie theater, at a concert to get in. And once you get in, you know, they're going to say, okay, everyone here Inside this, you know, this restaurant or this movie theater, you guys are all vaccinated, right? So technically, we should all be safe, correct? So why do we still have to wear masks? Why do we still have to social distance, right? There's no benefits, apparently, if you're vaccinated. Because before, on the 10th or the 11th or the 12th, when you go to the movies, you still have to wear a mask. You still have to have that you know, two seats next to a stranger. You can't, you know, book um, seats right next to a stranger, right? You have to have two seats. Um, and then and then you have to always walk around with a stupid, stupid six-foot distance within everyone. And then people are just all crazy because if you walk within their, their like, safety bubble, they'll start looking at you different and say, hey, wait a minute, you're walking too close to me. You know, yo, you have to wear a double mask, right? But if we're all vaccinated and vaccines work, because that's why they want us all to va- be vaccinated, right? Why the hell 
do we have to wear masks in restaurants? Why do we have the hell do we have to wear masks at events or concerts or everything like that, right? When I was, you know, looking at all of the, the football uh, games this weekend, all, all of the football games, I looked at the college games, the pro games, and I see in the stands, the majority of the people out there are not social distancing, distancing each other from themselves, but they are actually, you know, shoulder to shoulder, you know, sometimes interacting, high-fiving everyone, hugging each other. Are they all vaccinated? I have no idea. Is it a super spreader event? It could be. But right now, it doesn't look like it is. I'm sure there's going to be some type of super spreader event that will, will trigger, you know, people who are just paranoid of COVID and just want to shut all of these football games down again. But none of that was happening. And maybe in some, in some um, um, football stadiums, everyone was vaccinated and nobody had to social distance. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. And I have some of my friends who are just recovered from COVID. So they were infected with the Delta variant. With the Delta variant, right? And they're still told that they have to get vaccinated in order to enjoy life. I mean, does, are we not living in America? I don't see these type of, you know, these, these types of lockdowns happening. In other countries that are that are um, that are, uh, I guess, you know, less Western than the West than the Western countries. Like all of the West countries are like, so, so, for example, Europe, right? Or um, say, why don't we just say Australia, Australia, and New Zealand? They're just locking their entire country down, locking people inside their home. Right in New York City, right? You know, you have to have a vaccine passport. In California, it's getting like that too. You, you know, it's crazy. You have to have a, pa- a vaccine passport, which is, you know, it's not hard to get. But then pe- a lot of people, you know, not everyone wants to get the vaccine. And they have pretty legitimate reasons for that. Pretty legitimate, right? Now, <laughs> some of my friends who have gotten COVID, now uh, they've been asked by their doctor um, to donate their their plasma because the, inside their plasma there's convalescent antibodies that can maybe help people who are infected with delta the delta variant inside there right and apparently their antibodies inside there if it's a if they have strong antibodies work very well against the delta variant better than regeneron better than the vaccines and once you they are hooked up to this convalescent plasma drip um, you know a lot of patients get better now they're asking you know, some of my friends to donate their convalescent plasma. And then they're being told to get the vaccine. So one of my friends are asking, why do they have to get the vaccine for? And the doctor says right to their face, well, it's for you to get antibodies. And then that person says, well, wait a minute. I just got antibodies from it. You're asking for my convalescent plasma. You know, don't I already have the antibodies? And they said, yeah, 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 you do. But then... Um, if you get the vaccine, then you'll get more. But then they'll, they'll say, but I don't get it. Why do I have to give it to them? Why can't I, I'll just hold on to it. And, they're, and, they're, and they tell my friend, no, 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 no. You can actually help out people by donating your plasma to them because your plasma is actually better than the antibodies in the vaccine. They actually said that. And they said, okay, but why do I have to take the vaccine for? And the doctor says, don't think like that. No, no, no. Don't think like that. You can't think like that. You're, you're thinking too much like Trump. You know, you, you're, you're thinking too much like a Republican. 
What? This is a doctor. Are, are you kidding me? Right? I don't get it, people. The doctors don't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, I'm not saying all doctors, but I'm saying that doctor doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, right? Now, there are, there are places, you know, states within the countries that have, are, are not using convalescent plasma anymore. Our state happens to be one. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, people. <sighs> I don't know. So, today's podcast, just to let you know, is going to be all about the September uh, 11th uh, conspiracy theories. You know, it, it kind of troubles me that a lot of people on the right uh, believe in these conspiracy theories. And, and there's some people on the left who do too, as well. Um, but <laughs> I tell you what, people. Uh, these conspiracy theories about September 11th, they're written so poorly uh, that they can be e- pretty easily debunked. I mean, it shouldn't take that long for me to actually debunk them. I don't really have to go into uh, too much detail. Uh, when I get back from the commercial break, it, it may only take about five minutes, to be quite honest. And then when, once I debunk them, I'll go on, I guess, on a, probably onto a different subject that maybe just pops into my head. So I'm going to cut to a commercial right now. And then after a few minutes, I guess, we'll get back and we'll start talking about all of these September 11th conspiracy theories. Maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't. You just have to tune in. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, If you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. How's everything going, people? I hope you didn't tune out. <laughs> you know, it's 4.20 a.m. in the morning right now. I should be getting to bed, but I'm not. I'm here I am talking to you folks. I'm going to power through this right now. I'm not half awake. I'm actually purely awake right now. Um, I wasn't... Wor- you know, uh, I love football, like I told you before. And uh, I have uh, NFL Game Pass. By the way, they're, they're new... They're new um, what did they call that? Their new interface for their website sucks. I don't know what's with these people. They redesign their website and they make things a lot worse. Like I have no idea why they do that. It it, it just makes navigating, um, I guess, to the right football games and all that a lot more you know stressful because you, you're trying to not see the scores. But you know that is for another podcast. We are going to get straight into the September 11th cons- conspiracy theories out there. So. What I'm about to do is to, to put on my screenwriter's cap and um, to, to find all, the, all of the plot holes right now inside of some of these conspiracy theories that surround September 11th. Um, now, first, number one is that this is, this is what I've been hearing over and over and over again, is that bombs brought down the World Trade Center buildings. Now... Um, now, we all saw the Road Trade Center buildings go down, and it's, it's a tragedy. Uh, we all believe, well, I believe, that, uh, that terrorists are responsible for this, and primarily those buildings were brought down because 
an airplane flew into them. All right. And when there's airplanes from multiple angles um, that were, you know, that, that I mean, there are actually a multiple camera angles to show these airplanes. I, I think they're 737s that went fully straight into the buildings. They're not computer graphic in there. Uh, I have friends who lived in New York City who actually saw the airplanes go into there. Um, I have a friend whose daughter died in one of the Road Trade Center buildings because she was a chef on the very, very top floor. So it's very, very sad. Uh, do I believe terrorists are behind this? I definitely do. And I do believe the government's uh, version of the story. Uh, what I don't believe right now is that bombs brought down the building. Now, I'll tell you why. And it's very simple. So, you know, for myself, when I, when I take a look, um, I heard this uh, conspiracy theory uh, maybe, I think, I think quite, I think about, a, about maybe about a three, three months or three or four months after the Road Trade Centers actually were, were brought down. And then I, and as the internet, you know, YouTube came up, um, I saw this uh, conspiracy theory brought back to life. And now it's, I think with the QAnon type of like, a, I guess, a conspiratorial paranoid right wingers, um, which I have a lot of friends who are, you know, conspiratorial, uh, it has resurfaced with even more um, strength. Now, here's my thing. Uh, when a building is imploded, you just can't place bombs in there. Um, when a building is imploded, well, first of all, it, it, it takes about six months to maybe even a year to prep a building uh, for an implosion. Because what you do with a building is that you end up taking out certain, I guess, structures or, or, or not structures, but walls and their supporting walls. And a very, you turn a very sound structure, a very sound building that, um, that, can, that is holding, that is basically uh, holding itself up by the hair of its chinny chin chin, all right? So just imagine uh, when you play that game Jenga, right? And then you have, in, in the beginning, you have a structure that is pretty strong, that is very, very strong, right? And then as we start to play the game, we start to remove pieces in there. So that's what a demolition crew actually does. These, these controlled experts, they, they remove certain pieces inside of the building, like how you do a Jenga puzzle. And then you, they remove enough so this building can stand on its own without falling on its own, but just enough so that if, it, if um, explosives are placed in the correct areas, they can uh, fold this building in upon itself. And on top of that, those bombs not only have to be placed in the correct areas to explode those certain structural walls that will cause an implosion, but they have to be detonated in a certain order and in a certain time. Timing and order and the strength of the bombs and the placement of the bombs and the destruction of the, of the um, key structural walls are all part of the ingredients used to take down a building, to implode a building. Now, none of those things were actually done um, with the Road Trade Center buildings. None. Absolutely none. And the Road Trade Center buildings did not really implode on each other. Um, it actually fell a little to the sideways. And it hit another building. So um, this wasn't a controlled implosion. Now, first of all, if, if it were a controlled implosion, the walls, again, would have to be gutted inside of there. So again, you wouldn't see, I mean, a person will come to work and they'll say, well, why are all these walls missing 
from the World Trade Center building, right? And then they'll see bombs everywhere, very big bombs on these other areas. And then they'll see wires ran throughout the entire building. And again, why they, they don't use um, remote control detonators, they actually use wire. Because wire, these bombs have to be exploded, again, in a certain sequence. And, and if they're not, the building's going to topple over and it may lean on, it may not fall directly down upon its own footprint. And that's what you want. Now, that's the reason why I think, I believe actually more than I think, um, that bombs did not bring down the World Trade Center building because nobody, I guess in the previous, part, you know, um, I guess in the previous days leading up to the World Trade Center or uh, Trade Center attack, or even the previous year came into work saying, why are you guys, you know, taking up supporting walls? Why are you guys pulling wire all over everywhere? You know, uh, why, why are you doing this? Right? <laughs> None of that happened. None of that happened. Now, why did the buildings come down? Well, there was a National Geographic special that is very interesting. They kind of, they kind of explained it. Uh, they said that the, the metal, um, I guess when the airplanes had crashed into the building, uh, the, the metal had actually heated up to a point where it weakened, and then that actually caused the implosion on its own self. And what set off the initial implosion was that the aluminum inside of the, the, um, the I guess the airplanes are made out of aluminum, aircraft aluminum, you heard of that. Well, it got heated, superheated from the explosion when they crashed into the, into the building. And then when the sprinklers came on and water hit aluminum, well, that hot aluminum, aluminum becomes an explosive device. So that right there, the whole airplane, not only weakened the structure by, you know, taking a nosedive into the building, uh, when the actual water from this um, emergency water sprinklers, right, started to rain down on this hot aluminum, it did explode. And it, you know, if there's, if you look on YouTube, you know, if you throw hot aluminum into cold water, it does explode like a bomb. So the, a lot of a lot of scientists have thought, well, that could have contributed to some of the explosion that people have heard. Now, when a building is imploded, you do hear explosions going off. It's very methodical, though. So if you do want to YouTube, like, uh, for example, controlled demolition, and you take a look at a building like a Las Vegas building or any type of big structure coming down, you'll hear, um, before the building comes down, all of these um, uh, 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 all of these bombs exploding, like bam, 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 and going up and down, up and down, up and down. And um, the building won't actually implode at, them, implode at that time. What happens is that all of the internal structures, the internal walls are getting, are, are being, um, I guess, exploded. So they're, they're making sure that when they explode the bombs on the outside, the building would, um, I guess, when it starts to fall, it will fold upon it on itself. Okay. Now, with the World Trade Center, um, the, the um, building actually collapsed from the middle down. And that kinetic energy eventually fell upon each other, and it that kinetic energy piled up upon each floor being brought down, and that's what actually brought down the whole building. So, in a way, it's, it did somewhat implode on each other, but it imploded from where the planes actually crashed. And there has been some argument saying that, well, jet fuel can't burn that hot, and that is very true. But that doesn't mean, uh, you know, fires can't happen and things can actually burn hotter. For example, yes, like, you know, jet fuel can't burn that hot, but then <laughs> upholstery can, 
Carpets can. You know, particle wood can. And you have all of those types of things inside of a building, right? You have, you have carpets, you have drapes, you have all those different, those different things that are very flammable. Um, and on top of that, if you've ever seen an, air, an airplane um, when their engine would catch on fire, I watch aircraft disasters. Um, when an airplane, their engine catches on fire, and sometimes that can lead to the interior of the airplane catching on fire. And, uh, you know, there have been instances where an airplane had landed and all of the people, it, it caught on fire after it landed, and all of the people couldn't get out in time. But the structure of the airplane actually burnt and melted all, all of its uh, aircraft aluminum. So, and that's because the seats in there caught on fire as well. So just because the fuel can't catch on fire as, and burn as hot as, you know, um, people have, I guess, advertised um, these conspiracy theories have said, well, you know, jet fuel can't burn this hot. How can it burn um, steel? Well, <laughs> it, it can. Like, it, it can set your upholstery on fire, and that can actually burn a lot hotter. And by the way, when you start putting all different types of fires and chemicals and all these other things together, your, you know, your fire tends to burn a lot hotter because um, from being a barbecue or pit master, I can tell you that when you start to burn wood and you start to put these pieces of wood together in the center, you can raise your temperature by a few hundred degrees. And that's how we actually control temperature by keeping our pieces of wood farther together, farther apart. Once you put it together and you congregate them all together, then that actually concentrates the intensity of the fire and you just, it just makes things a lot hotter. So for example, you know, if you have an airplane all of a sudden inside of your building that's burning and everything starts, you know, melting and everything starts, you know, catching on fire and that starts, you know, you know, giving birth to more things that are on fire, like the carpet, like you can even have metal that's on fire. Well, <laughs> it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter and it's really tough to put out at that point. Okay. So that's why I don't think bombs brought down the World Trade Center. Now you can agree or disagree with me, but here is the last point um, I'm going to make um, to you. Well, not only is the preparation almost impossible to do in such a short time, um, and for a fact you don't have the bombs, the wires, or nothing like that, it's that the, Uni the United States government is not capable of actually demolishing a building. Um, if you ever taken a look at any structure that the, that the United States has exploded with bombs, including everything from satellites to, um, say, for example, radio towers or buildings, they've contracted all of that out. Because there's no one, even though you have explosive experts inside it who work, um, I guess, who actually work in the military, they don't know how to implode a building. They have no idea how to take out a radio tower. Um, these are all done by private um, companies who specialize in in blowing up stuff, right? Who uh, who specialize in blowing up buildings, and there's not many of them. You can I think you, you can count them on one hand uh, throughout the entire world. So if it's not one of those, you know, five or seven companies that imploded that that uh, imploded the World Trade Center, um, it's surely not the United States government, and that's. One of the main reasons why, you know, um, I don't believe in this theory is not only is it logistically impossible, who did they hire to do it? And who did they hire to do it who can do it better than these seven companies? I mean, just think about that for a second, right? So if you're going to bring down, if bombs are going to bring down the World Trade Center, um, you're talking about there's some demolition expert out there who is so good at controlled demolitions 
that they can that the bombs don't have to go off in order. They can run the, the, um, the I guess these explosives without wire. They can be fired off without you know a wire detonation and not in order. And they can you know put tens of thousands of of, of I guess pounds of bombs in there with nobody knowing what the hell's going on. I mean that is just incredible, right? The manpower. Not one person who worked on this secretive crew, because it's a big amount, it's a big crew that has to do this. Not one one person with a I guess a moral compass is gonna raise their hand and say, you know, I was part of that. None whatsoever, right? So there's a lot of plot holes in here that that need to be filled from these conspiracy theorists. I'm just telling you that. All right. So on to the next one. Um, the, now, there's a theory that a missile was fired into the Pentagon, and that wasn't an airplane at all that actually you know, flew into the Pentagon. And there's a, I think there's a, a, a capture off a security camera that shows that looks almost like a, a wing of a missile that is going through, I think, on... I think it's going through the uh, the parking check gate. You, you know those little parking gates that where, where you have the arm that goes up? It looks as though it's going through there and, and going straight into the Pentagon. Now, from that angle, it does look like a missile is, uh, you know, <laughs> driving into, literally driving into the Pentagon, okay? Now, here's the problem that I have with that. Um, number one, um, missiles... Um, any type of missile uh, out there or um, laser-guided bomb, um, they don't fly into their targets like that. They drop from the sky. They don't drive to their, to their target like a car. So you're not going to see... So for, even, for example, if your house is, is going to be hit with a, you know, a, I guess some type of, um, air, uh, I guess, air-to-ground missile, it's still going to drop from the heavens, Right, it will drop from the heavens. It's not going to drive there, like you know, like a delivery truck. So, so it's not going to go through the parking gate. That's number one. And what happened with the Pentagon was that um, if you look at the if you look at the destruction, um, the airplane actually kind of drove into or flew into the side of the Pentagon wall instead of dropping down like a missile, because that's what the terrorists were doing. They were like kind of like you know flying it. Almost like driving it like a car straight into the side, and um, that's what happened. That's really, really what happened. Now, some of my friends who believe this have said that well, they still believe it's a missile, and that no, uh, and they they tell me that there hasn't been any part of any airplane um, found in the Pentagon. Well, that's not true. Uh, they, they basically found almost the whole damn freaking airplane in the in the Pentagon. Right there with landing gears, engines, you know, the, the, fusel- the fuselage was still intact. Uh, not intact, intact, but then, you know, it was like some type of regular air crash disaster that you see, right? It's like, and, and they also found bodies. Now, my friends have also said, well, they think the government planted it there. Okay, now, how did the government plant it there? That's my question. Did they drive it down on the freeway? And nobody had a picture of, you know, nobody had a picture saying, well, I'm seeing an airplane being with a lot of, you know, dead bodies and all that being transported to the Pentagon. And right now they're outside of the Pentagon because again, to move a 737 plane, you know, off of a trailer truck and then reassemble it and then shove it into the the side of the Pentagon. Well, you're going to see cranes and a lot of like people working in there because that's how what they do with the movie set, right? 
you know, it, it takes a lot of work to push that, push that fake prop plane into there. Well, no one saw that happen. You know, it's obvious when you see it happen. We've seen, you know, I, I believe it was one of these movies that, that Tom Cruise worked on. I know, and I know for the, the Lost movie, they actually use a, a, a very big, uh, a real plane fuselage in there. And it was a big crane that was moving all these big, you know, these big parts and all that. I, I saw the making of that. And um, there was none of that going on at the Pentagon. None. You know, people would have said something, right? <laughs> okay. So on top of that, here's a, here's a big thing. Now, what happened to all, about all those people who died in the airplane and also in the Pentagon and also in the World Trade Center? All those things, right? So what do some of my friends think? They believe that none of those people actually died. None. They're all paid by the government to pretend they're dead. Okay. So um, I think my friend who lost his daughter uh, you know, would love to, to, to believe that. I mean, I really think he would. I mean, even, if his, even if his daughter was part of that conspiracy theory and uh, she was actually alive somewhere, um, I think he would love to know that his daughter is alive somewhere and just doesn't want to be with him, but would rather take government money. But, and, and it's so much money that she just doesn't want to see her parents anymore. Um, I mean, I think he would actually accept that just to know that she was alive. But it's not true. It's not true. People are not like that. I mean, people who are even in the witness protection program will, you know, violate the rules and contact their family out there because they miss them. So, um, I don't know, people. It's, it, it's, it's too far, you know, too far-fetched for me to believe that a missile went into there, that the people in, in there who are, you know, um, are still alive. Uh, and the ugly part of these conspiracy theories that is that they, I guess they, they evolve. So when we start to have other tragedies within our country, like say, for example, a school shooting, um, these people will start saying, well, that's fake too. And what they're doing is hiring crisis actors. And the whole thing is fake. And the whole thing is fake. It's all staged like a movie. And it, it's all like being, being put on by Hollywood. And even Joe Biden, by the way, is not real. He's a clone because his ears look different. And, uh, and Julian Assange is fake and everything. So this is where it goes. Because if a person has a, you know, a very big mistrust of the government, and you should, because our government isn't honest with you, uh, but they start going to this very, very dark and also creative place. And um, unfortunately, they don't exercise any type of rational investigative, you know, type of, uh, I guess, power, that, which they have. Um, they just rather, rather believe in the, I guess, these almost fantasy-driven, you know, conspiracy theories that, are, that really are holding on by a very loose thread. So it, those are the two, you know, September, I guess, 11th conspiracy theories out there that I have that, you know, that I, I, I guess I've been arguing with a lot of people, you know, who I met. And unfortunately, unfortunately, like I said in the beginning, that most of these conspiracy theories are, you know, are, are believed by those on the right. And that gives, you know, sometimes it gives conservatives a bad name. It's not the majority of conservatives, it's just a few, but they are on our side. And, um, you know, 
<laughs> there, there's just like a type of person that believes in that because there's just they have such a mistrust. I mean, they have number one, they have trust issues, right? So they don't trust the government, which they shouldn't, right? But they don't trust anyone else. But unfortunately, they put their trust in the wrong person and to lead them even further from the truth. And a lot of people who believe in these things, by the way, um, they are also completely anti-vax. Um, they believe that vaccines are the cause of all these, these different ailments out there. And uh, there's no doubt about it that some vaccines, I think, are, you know, responsible for some things. And I do believe that, and I do believe that people do die from vaccines. But vaccines, again, are not, you know, they're not as dangerous at the, as, um, as some medicines, you know, more people die from opioids and fentanyl and, you know, drug overdose, uh, drug overdoses and, you know, alcoholism. You know, alcohol is a drug, right? There's more people dying from that than vaccines. I mean, it, it, I just don't understand it. I mean, I mean, I got into a debate with a person who told me that, well, we're not a really debate. It's just a conversation. But they, but they told me that because I have the vaccine in my arm, I'm connected to the 5G network and that now the gov government can track me wherever I go. And I said, well, that's kind of interesting because, you know, where's the antenna? And they said, well, there's little mini robots in you and everything like that. And I think I've gone over this before with you. And I said, well, you know, if Elon Musk made the vaccine, maybe I would believe you, but Pfizer did. And I don't, I don't think Pfizer has 5G technology, I guess, in their think tank, and I don't think they know how to make a battery that could, you know, be injected into my arm to power the 5G antenna, the micro antenna that's also technically in my arm or my bloodstream. But then I told them, if you're so worried about you getting tracked, why are you on Facebook, you know, checking into restaurants, checking into all these different areas and telling you, telling the whole world where you are, what you're doing, how you're feeling, because... You know, apparently privacy is not, you know, very big to you because I don't need a vaccine. You know, they're all worried about getting tracked by the government. All, they, all that government has to do is add you as a friend on Facebook, pretend you're a pretty girl, you'll add them as, as a friend on Facebook, and then all of a sudden they can track you wherever you want, wherever you're going to go. <laughs> you know, apparently you're not too worried about getting tracked. So, of course, when I said that, you know, they had their foot in their mouth. And they said, no, no, I still believe that the government tracking you. I said, okay, whatever. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think that's true either. Now, will I, do I believe that maybe it'll get to that point where, you know, we'll have nanotechnology that can, you know, track you and you can implant it into your body? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think it's already out there. But it's not in this form of these mRNA vaccines or Johnson & Johnson vaccines. But maybe in the future it will. Okay, but I don't believe that this vaccine does that. All right. Okay, people, I've been talking for about 24 minutes. I hope this, uh, this didn't put you to sleep. I know I'm not as my most energetic self, my usual self. Uh, you know, it's 4.45 a.m. in the morning, right? What do you expect? Okay, people, I am out of here. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2Movies. That's BBQ2Movies. 
Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.